You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Today is Mission Sunday, uh, but today is going to be a little different than our typical Mission Sunday. We want to take you on a little bit of a journey, and so you'll have to stick with us. we got a lot of testimony. We've got some videos, different things. Um, but before we get there, I want to tie in the series that we're in, First Peter. And I know some of you have your First Peter ESV journals. I want you to get those out, and I want you... Uh, you can take a couple notes here. Uh, how many just would agree Pastor Bobby and Pastor Jamie the last two weeks have done an excellent job pre- we're preaching through? Yeah, it's awesome. Last week, Pastor Jamie talked about suffering, which is not an easy topic for sure. And uh, suffering, though, is a central theme in Peter's works. 16 different times in 1 Peter alone, Peter is talking about suffering. And the thing I've learned about suffering, and we kind of, Pastor Jamie talked about it a little bit, was that suffering can either crush us or it can deepen us. And the song that we just sang, it really speaks to that. Like that. Yes, I've witnessed your faithfulness. And suffering is not easy, but there's hope in suffering. In fact, Dick Brogdon, one of our missionary extraordinaires, some of you know who that is, uh, Dick Brogdon says this. He says, when we suffer well, it makes God look good. I thought, man, that's an interesting quote. Because others see us. And they're like, what's happening there? And we witness. They witness. They can see it in and through us. And Peter was not alone when he talked about suffering in the New Testament. Paul talked about suffering as well. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. He said he rejoiced in his sufferings for them, for others. So others would see him suffer and make it through, and it made a difference. Suffering is not easy. The other thing we would acknowledge in regards to 1 Peter so far, and Pastor Bobby really honed in on this, is that we are not meant to fit in. And so sometimes we suffer because we don't fit in. We were not meant to be understood. We are called to be separate. We are called to live distinctly different lives. How many would agree? That's what God's word says. The world, this world, is not our home. And in regards to that, that the, this world's not our home, that's our tie to missions for today. When you think about the Gateway Church, I hope you think about missions. We often say, if you cut us open, we're going to bleed missions. We care for about 100 missionaries and missionary organizations every single month. But rest easy, today we're not going to ask for any money, I promise. We do have the giving boxes for those that you normally give. Thank you for that. But today we are asking God to stir our hearts again. To stir our hearts again for missions. And in regards to living differently, if we're Christ followers, that includes caring for people. It's people. That's what God cares about, and we are called to care 
for people. And when I think about missions, I think about people. I want you to turn in your Bibles if you have them. If you only have your ESV study journal, you can write these notes down for sure and uh, uh, underline them in your Bibles later, uh, or the, they'll be on the screen either way. But in Acts chapter 1, I want to start here uh, today, and then uh, again today we're going to take you on a journey. But it's starting in verse 6. This is after Jesus has risen from the grave. It says, uh, so when the apostles were with Jesus, uh, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? So the disciples are saying, man, it must be time that Jesus, you're going to take over the world, right? And we're ready to do it with you. And Jesus replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. And then our key verse for today, we'll keep on coming back and back uh, to it each uh, uh, over and over. Verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus had been promising that he would send the Holy Spirit. Look at it in the Gospels for sure. And then there's a little phrase, and you will be my witness. You will be my witness. He's talking to his disciples, but church, he's talking to each and every one of us today. And it says, telling people about me everywhere. That's what we're called to do. And then it says, in Jerusalem throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We're going to explore that verse here in a second. But fast forward just to chapter 2, verse 4. Everyone was present. The Holy Spirit falls, right? They begin speaking in other tongues, in other language. The Holy Spirit gave, as the Holy Spirit gave them, the ability to do so. And so what Jesus promised happened. The Holy Spirit falls, and they have this incredible experience. And then uh, people are asking, what in the world is going on here? And they're saying, you know, what's happening? And uh, then Peter replies in verse 16, No, what you're seeing today was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. What was predicted? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs of the earth below, blood and fire and clouds and smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn red before that great day, the glorious day of the Lord, that the Lord arrives. Church, I want you to know, Jesus is coming again. He promised promised it, and that is something that we hold on to dearly. But then you say, all right, so the Holy Spirit falls. Why did that happen? It's answered in verse 21, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Holy Spirit poured out His Spirit so people can come to know Jesus. And we, church, are involved in that. Our investment, and it starts right in our own Jerusalem. And Sarah, you can come and join me. When we think of our own Jerusalem, it says in Jerusalem, we will be a witness and we will tell others about him everywhere we go. When I think about that, I think of our Jerusalem being the tri-cities. That's where we live, the lakeshore. That's your neighbors, your friends and family. And in regards to the Gateway Church, we have a ministry called Go Serve. And uh, Sarah leads that, and she wants to give you a little testimony about what God did on July 4th. Here we go. 
Awesome. July 4th, we had ordered um, 10 pallets from the GoServe Hub in uh, Grand Rapids. Um, we spent about, or exactly, $2,209.86 for those 10 pallets. And everybody's asking me, what are you spending the money on? Um, the, the items are donated, but the shipping to get them there is not donated. So they split that according to like how many pallets you order. Um, and to help with some of the overhead costs of like the warehouse and all that kind of stuff. Um, also to rent a truck so that we can go to Grand Rapids and get our stuff. And the gas cost and that type of thing. Everything else is volunteering. Um, for that $2,200, we received over $42,000 retail value of items. Um, and we gave away 1,618 items at the picnic on the 4th of July in Ferry Park. Um, we also gave away $3,609.95 of five prizes um, that we did kind of a raffle or, I mean, it was free, so like a giveaway um, where people were able to like put their name in a box and we drew names and we called people and we we're delivering and they were excited and we were able to pray over many people. Um, we gave away a Greenworks 21-inch electric self-propelled mower that was um, valued at $600. An above-ground 12 by 22-foot steel pool that was valued at $1,650. Um, a large ride-on water float that was valued at $60. Uh, an iFloor, three cordless uh, vacuum and washer cleaner for your floors that was about $400 of retail value. Um, and a Thomasville leather swivel recliner with Ottoman that had a $900 retail value. Um, it was really exciting to tell people, um, but we also made connections at the picnic. We were able to uh, connect with um, multiple people that had asked how they could donate, what are you doing, where is this coming from, that kind of thing. So we were able to kind of point them back to our Gateway Church website um, and explain what we're doing. Um, I also connected with uh, one of the head people at Muskegon County Head Start, um, which was really exciting because they have so many families in need, and they were like, we didn't even know this existed, so hopefully we're able to partner with them and help out some of those families in Muskegon County. Uh, we, and then we also made a connection with um, the owner of Culver's in, over by the mall and Grand Haven. Um, she tries to find places, 501c3s, to donate to. Um, and so she's set up some fundraising things for us to be able to do because the costs keep rising. It's just part of where we're at in life right now. Um, so that is really exciting and honestly an answer to prayer. Um, we prayed with some people that were there. Um, and one testimony is that uh, a couple had, uh, they rode their bikes to the park. They were dancing with the music. It was so sweet. But they... Um, said that they had been praying for a church in the area that would um, not just work inside tradition, but break out and make an impact in the community and a place where they could use their gifts. And we offered to pray with them, and they were like, right here, right now? We're like, absolutely. Um, so we did, and we prayed with them for some things, and um, they said they would plan to visit Gateway, and I actually have been emailing back and forth with the gentleman um, the last week or so. Um, so it's exciting. What's next? Um, in August, we're going to do an, a thing called uh, Go Serve Your Neighbor. Um, we are going to order 
a bunch of things um, in, in August that can be used in the yard, in the house, things like they have, a, they have an overabundance of leaf blowers, mowers, trimmers, outdoor lights, deck lighting, bug zappers, um, just tons of stuff like that. And that's just a little bit of what he was talking about. Um, we're going to order a bunch of this stuff and challenge each of you to order something to give to your neighbor. So um, you can meet neighbors that maybe you have never really talked to. Um, the gift goes before the giver. And um, it's true. People's lives are changed just because of a gift. And, and the trajectory of their lives can be pointed towards Jesus for that. So I want you to be thinking about that. Um, we'll put it on the website. If you're not on GoServe yet or part of it, um, you can go to goserve.app, A-P-P, and sign up and uh, order. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. You're doing a great job. And man, GoServe has been a blessing to our church and to our community, and we want to engage you. And it just reminds us when we read in Scripture that we will be a witness. We'll tell about Jesus everywhere we go in Jerusalem, that's in our backyard, that's our neighbors, that's our co-workers, that's our family members, and so go serve is a great way to do that. The verse goes on, though, it says, throughout Judea. Throughout Judea, and Ryan and uh, Tim, you guys can come, and so that expands the umbrella a little bit in what we would say that that really refers to our state. The state of Michigan needs Jesus. And earlier this summer, in June, we had an opportunity. We only sent two. Uh, it was a smaller team to seek and save Detroit. Uh, but listen to what God did in and through Ryan and Ted. Uh, it, it's awesome. Listen to their testimony. Yeah, seek and save Detroit was really just a really cool opportunity to be able to just go serve people. And I think for me, that's really what the Lord was working on my heart the most while I was there is, um, just this whole idea of servanthood and what that looks like. When um, I was told I was going, I got put on the street evangelism team. Um, that's where I thought my skill sets kind of lied. And I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. And I showed up and they're like, hey, we really need help with construction. Will you help? And I was like, all right, let's do it. And I ended up doing that all five days. And um, it wasn't what I anticipated doing. But the Lord really just started working on my heart and was like, Ryan, like you're here to be a servant. And you're here to serve this people and serve this city. And um, so that was a growing moment for me is just understanding that, like, you know, I don't need to do the things that I think I need to do. I need to go where, you know, I could serve best. And so I was happy to be a blessing there. And the impact that it had on the community, um, obviously not through just me, through everyone who was there, was huge. Um, overall, there were 316 total data submissions, which pretty much means um, there was 272 people who we were able to pray for and 151 salvations which was just amazing. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. Um, throughout the week, there were six baptisms. They also sent out teams to go find kids in human trafficking, and there were 11 missing children that were found during those five days we were there. Yeah, give it up for that as well. Um, there were three churches that we were able to partner with to revitalize, and that's what the construction teams were for, is to just help those, those churches um, and bless the community, just help build them back up so that they're able to do the work that they do there. So it was a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. You did a great job. Ted, come and share what God did in and through you. There you go. <laughs> well, Ryan gave you the big picture. I'll give you the mole's eye view. 
The highlight for me was uh, in the last day at the block party at the church. Uh, they had a uh, prayer tent, and I was able to be in that. And uh, while we were there, the team uh, brought a man to Christ. Yes. And he was baptized in the same hour. But I wanted to tell you something that uh, maybe even goes a little beyond Seek and Save Detroit. Uh, there was a reason why I was in the prayer tent as opposed to doing some of the other work in the area, and that's because of mobility issues. Um, I can't uh, walk as far as I used to, and I can't stand for as long as I used to. Otherwise, I would be knocking on Bobby's door uh, in order to become part of the worship team. So I was concerned that I would, would not have anything to do. And I, I can still remember asking Pastor Ben at an evening uh, prayer uh, meeting at, on, on a Wednesday night, is there anything there for someone who has mobility issues? And he said, yes. So as a result of that, I took it as a matter of faith that there would be. And um, despite the fact that, as Ryan said, most of the work there had to do with construction or with evangelism. They found something for me. Uh, there is this thing called door hangers, where you have a plastic bag with a round thing on the top where you can hang it on someone's uh, uh, doorknob. Those needed to be stuffed with uh, tracts and with CDs. Um, I think Ryan and I figured out that of the 20,000 of those uh, packages that could be put together, I put together about 2,000, one out of 10. I love it, I love it, yeah. Awesome. My point is, if you are being held back from uh, missions work uh, on the ground because of mobility issues, please don't let it stop you. You can do this. Yes, yes. Man, we're so proud of you, Ted and Ryan. Thank you guys for sharing. When the Bible says we're going to be his witness, we're going to tell people about him everywhere we go in Jerusalem. That's local, stateside, and then stateside, Judea. And uh, that's exactly, there will be other trips to Lansing or to Detroit or to other cities in the state, maybe up north and uh, maybe to Mackinac Island. Who was, who's feeling called? They need Jesus too. But, uh, but then the verse goes on, and it says, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria. And when I think of Samaria, I think of our international work. Uh, things like the D Dominican Republic trip. We had 13, and those that are here, wait for it. We got a little video recap. We had 13 from the Gateway Church go, but the team was like 300 or more. Uh, but let's check out this video from uh, Hope International recapping the week that the, our, our people had. I love it. I love it, man. It was such a great week. The testimonies were huge. We, I, like I mentioned, we had 
13 from our church. Uh, Mike Jones, Pastor Jamie's husband, led the team. He's out of town this week, but he sent us a video, and we're going to post that online later today. I want to encourage you. He, was, he ended up overseeing the construction, and uh, it's so funny. In his testimony, you'll see it. Uh, he says, man, normally they don't work with blueprints, but for this building, they had blueprints, and no one showed up that could read blueprints except Mike. And so he, his skill set was put to work. It was incredible. But we want to hear, get up here. <laughs> get up here, Ariane. We won't make you talk um, at, at all. While these guys talk, um, we have got some pictures that Annabelle uh, put together. And uh, so you can watch those. But uh, we never talked about it. who's going to share first. We got the Porter family for, and then uh, do you want to say anything, Annabelle, before we go? I know, Ariane, you don't want to talk. Or, or do you want to talk? Yeah. Oh, she, who wants to hear Ariane? All right. All right, you two, come on up first. We'll start with you guys. Come on. All right, yeah, wow, you're right on. You're right on. So, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, you want to read a scripture first or? No. No, okay. All right, all right. Um, so we were going to talk about, like, how God used us or? Yeah, how God used us or what God was doing inside you. Okay. So, um, uh, or how serving impacted us, sure. I think, yeah. was something that you said we could think about. So uh, are you laughing at me? Um, anyway, I, I guess uh, I was thinking like when we were serving uh, about how it helped me to be less selfish about my time. Like I live here and I think, oh, do I feel like going to the store? Do I feel like making dinner? And when we're down there, we're there for a reason. We're there for a purpose. We're there to get up every morning at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. to go serve all day. <clears throat> and... Uh, so you got to be selfless in that and, um, and not think about if you're having aches and pains from the day before or how hot it is. It was really hot down there. Yeah. Um, but it was, that was good for me to be like, it's not about me. This is about them and um, how we can serve them best. Great. Um, did you have anything on that? Sure. Um, so I was with the kids the whole time. It was like there's a medical side to it and then we were doing the evangelism side, which is just like entertaining and playing with the kids. And so I didn't see a bunch of the like medical, like healing and stuff going on. But what I did see was all the kids like smiling and just having the time of their lives. And like, it is so hot. We are all sweating <laughs> and it's just terrible. But these kids are completely not bothered by it. And they're just so happy that like, we're there hanging out with them, and, like, there's bubbles, and they were just, <laughs> it was just so much fun, yeah, and it was just really impactful to see that, because while we were, like, not miserable, but we were just very uncomfortable, <laughs> they were just so excited, and they were really enjoying it, so... That's great. I love it. So mother-daughter team went, which was awesome. First service, by the way, we had the other testimonies. You can watch that and the recap online. And then we had the Porter family, which was four here. Uh, everyone went. They left Anna Kay. But, uh, but who wants to start sharing from the Porter family? How about... No, no. Ha. Let's go mom first. All right. Okay, well, we had a great time, and like they said, it was very hot. We had, um, I think that the heat index was like 112, so 
I mean, it gets humid here and it gets hot here, but it is not the same. So that was intense. But um, we were... Um, we were not going to be going on this trip if it had anything to do with us making that happen. God completely, faithfully just took care of any financial need that we had to be able to pay for the four of us to go. And um, we just, we are so thankful. And I think I can speak for both of us when we got to see... Um, I brought my tissue up just in case, because here I go. Um, sorry. I'm a mess this morning. Anyway, to see God use our kids. They were holding these kids' hands and hanging on to kids and just jumping in and being selfless. Just like you guys talked about, it's... It was just really neat, a good experience for us to be able to see that. And um, we got to be different parts of the program that they had. Um, I got to be a transporter. And um, I took Spanish in high school and college. And I don't use it. I love it, but I don't use it. I just, you know, life, you get busy. And I was like, Lord, you're going to have to help me remember because it's been a long time. And I quickly could make conversations with people. And so we would gather them from the registration table, and I would go with them to every part of their journey with us. And so I got to find out what was going on, why they were there for their medical need, and um, I got to be praying in the spirit for them while they were getting their services and take them along and just having conversation with them about whatever we talked about. I learned what, um, I learned that this guy goes fishing and they fish for these huge like conch shells. And um, of course I can't think of the word that he said right now, but I was like, I don't even know what that is. But by the end of the week, we had it all figured out. <laughs> but um, we, I got to go in with the lady and I got to follow her through because sometimes we, we needed more people. We needed more people to help transport. And so we would have to go back. We would take them to get their medications and then we would have to leave them there. They would go to prayer and then be sent to get a gift and go. And so we would sometimes have to go back, but I got to go with this lady and um, I got to pray with her to accept Jesus into her heart. So that was awesome. And I got to pray with another guy that um, rededicated his life. So I got to see so many fun glimpses of, um, you know, just different things and being able to pray for people. So it just was fantastic. So I could go on and on. I better not. <laughs> She'll meet you in the lobby and share all the good news. I love it. All right. Aubrey, you want to go? Addison, come on. Share what God was doing in you and maybe through you. Um, yeah. 
So like Annabelle said, I was working in the evangelism team pretty much the whole week. So what that looked like was we would get the kids while their family members would go through like with the transporting thing. Um, and the, like the main like struggle that I had going into it, like for my mindset was like um, the language barrier. Like how, because I took Spanish last year and that's the only Spanish that I've ever taken in my whole life. So I was like, how am I gonna be able to like interact with these kids? Because none of them knew how to speak English because they were like, they were little kids. Um, but probably the second day I started like talking to the kids and like it was getting easier for me because some of them like would help me out with my Spanish, which was really cool. But um, even to just like look out and see like there was different stuff going on, so kids were playing baseball, soccer, football, we had a jump rope, a bunch of stuff. And like to look out and just see, like there was a couple kids playing soccer and I just saw them and I thought like there's no, like the language barrier is non-existent because there was no talking involved and they were just playing like kids. Like it didn't matter like what their backgrounds were or what their like lives were like. So. Um, that was really cool, and I, I think I really just enjoyed being in that atmosphere because we were all there to serve God and help the people. There was no, no conflict, really, between anyone. We were just there to serve God. Yeah, um, and like something that God put on my heart was I'm pretty sure that I'm like being called to like Michigan Mission, oh my gosh, Michigan. Um, I meant missions, sorry. Um, but mainly in like the kids' ministry side of it because that was like, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Like it was, it was amazing, but yeah. That is so incredible, I love it. I love it, Aubrey, you're up, whether you like it or not. Um, I worked mostly in evangelism and transporting and like the first couple of days, um, I think it was the second day, there was this kid that just came over with a soccer ball, and I was like, oh, okay. So then, like, we, like, I kicked it to him, he's like, like, I could, I barely know any Spanish, like, I know, like, the smallest bit of basic words, that's, um, so he was, like, talking to me, and I was like, I can't understand you, so I was like, so then he started, like, using, like, hand motions and stuff, and I was like, oh. And he, apparently I was like kicking the soccer ball wrong, so then he started like teaching me how to play soccer, so that was funny. He was probably like eight or something, I don't know, it was, it was funny. Um, and then other times, like sometimes they would need transporters, so we would go over and transport. Sometimes I would work in the gift room if they needed help. Um, I was kind of all over the place, but mostly in evangelism and transporting. And when I was in evangelism also, like all the kids would come in and they would just um, like not have, they would be like so shy and stuff. And then when we started playing with them, they would have like the biggest smiles on their faces. Um, so that was really fun playing with the kids and stuff. So. God use you. I love it. I love it. And proud dad here leading the way. Um, share maybe what God was doing in and through you and then your family. Yeah. Um, I think anybody that's um, been on a mission trip can attest to this, but um, also just even with what was said, you can tell that when you go and you do missions um, with the intent of 
uh, spreading just Jesus' love, you get more out of it than, than you'll ever give to anybody else, right? So, um, I mean, even for people that have gone, I mean, my kids have never, they had never even been on a plane before that they can remember. So we took them out of the country for the first time, on a mission trip for the first time, on a plane for the first time, all within a couple of days changed their lives in, in you know, a pretty drastic way, right? And um, uh, one thing that, I guess, I guess one thing I would really like to say or just encourage is that, um, like my wife said, um, financially, we would have not been going on this trip. Um, truth is, end of last year, I had a pretty major spinal surgery, and I was off of work for four months. And literally, the week we came back, I went back to work, I hadn't even gotten a paycheck yet from going back to work. We talked about this mission trip, and my wife come home and says, hey, we're going to go on this mission trip. And I just, I looked at her like, are you, I mean, are you joking with me? Like, this isn't a, you know, because in all reality, it was almost $10,000 for the four of us to go um, between passports and then the tickets and everything. And, um, and there's even a point where I called Pastor Ben and said, look, man, I don't think we're going. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this, you know. And just he encouraged me, hey, man, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And we ended up being able to raise all of our funds uh, plus more to help somebody else that was going. And so um, it was huge. So be faithful. You know, God's faithful. Um, and the other thing I, I would like to say is if you're, you know, just like our brother said earlier, like maybe you have a mobility issue, but don't let that stop you from going. Maybe it's a financial issue. Um, maybe it's a you think you're not good enough to go. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you know, be a, 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 you know, I'm not a better Christian than you or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's nothing like that. Don't let, don't get in your own way. If God's calling you to do something, step out and do it. And let him, because he's going to change your life more than you're going to do it. Like I said, just like we just talked about, it's going to change your life more than it's going to change somebody else's probably, honestly. So just be encouraged, okay? I'm so proud of all of you guys. Let's hear it for our Dominican team. Way to go. I love it. One more testimony. You guys can be seated. Uh, was from Amanda and Megan and Ariane. Uh, they uh, were on the team as well. They're the only ones that uh, didn't share, but uh, they sent me a, a nice long note. I'm not going to read this whole thing, uh, but it's so important for the same thing. Uh, in regards to finances, their finances for the three of them was coming in real slow. They're thinking right to the end, uh, and God provided supernaturally. Also, they had a passport issue that she talks about, uh, and literally the day before they departed, their, the passport came for one of them, and uh, it was right on the edge there. And then, uh, and then she talked about how God, uh, Amanda did, about how God used them and uh, how they were able to touch so many people's lives, 2,000 men and women and children and babies, medical and dental and vision care, and uh, they all, all these people needed attention, she said. They all needed prayer, and they all needed God. And that's what the team was there to, to give, to give of themselves and to be an example. And she finishes, she says, the trip was heartbreaking, amazing, humbling, trying and exhausting, but most of all, worth it. Thank you so much to all who helped her and uh, her family get there. And uh, way to go. I was super uh, glad that it all came together at the end for sure. But it really speaks to our verse for today. And it applies to all of us. 
that, they, that we would be a witness everywhere we go and we would tell about Jesus everywhere. In Jerusalem, that's local. In Judea, stateside, Samaria. But then the verse takes a turn and says, even to the ends of the earth. And when I think of to the ends of the earth, I think of faith promise giving. I think about what we did with Chosen, with our child sponsorship. And I think about our missions encounter that is going to be coming up in the month of October. And uh, we fund missions through Faith Promise Giving, and we'll talk more about that uh, when we get to October for sure. But it all comes back to this idea that you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere. And every single one of us are included. You say, no, to the ends of the earth, that can't apply to me. There's no way I'm going to the Dominican or to Russia or to wherever else might come to your mind. By the way, never tell God no. And uh, that, you know, just a side note. But, uh, but I'll tell you, either we're called to go or we're called to send through finances. And we'll address that when we get to our admissions encounter in the month of October. But there is a video uh, we've been doing all summer long, uh, giving testimonies. Uh, we call it the Summer of Giving. And this video was intended for a different Sunday. And when I saw it, I said, oh, no, we need that on this Sunday because it relates to going to the ends of the earth and relates to the idea of, of uh, making a difference and uh, in regards to missions. And our uh, great Laura Hardy is going to share uh, her summer of giving testimony. Here we go. Hi, I'm Laura. I can think of a few different times that the Lord has really uh, met my needs through giving, especially this year. Um, one of them was with the Matthew 25 project. And it's something that I knew as a board member going in, and it was something that I was not planning on uh, connecting with. I didn't think I had $49 a month to give to someone. And so I went into church knowing that I wasn't going to do the fast, I wasn't going to sponsor a child, but uh, the Lord started to stir in my heart, and I thought, what harm could fasting do both for myself and my relationship with the Lord? And so I decided to do the fast, but knew that following Sunday that I really had to talk myself up and uh, commit to not sponsoring a child. But the Lord, again, was stirring in my heart. And I remember pastors sharing that when things are tight, it's time to give again. And so I really took that step in faith and uh, trusted that the Lord would help me meet that need to pay and sponsor a child. I am really glad that I did it. It was such an exciting thing that I got to experience and got to experience with the church and just with this family and the community in Tanzania. And yeah, it's really increased my faith in trusting the Lord when He is calling us to give in those stressful times that He will uh, make provision for that. I think that's something that the Lord has taught me in this season is how much he can do with our 
and I, I've always heard stories about people experiencing supernatural ways of how the Lord has provided for financial stresses of different reasons and I was expecting and praying that God would move in that way that uh, he would provide this big lump sum of money that would cover all my stresses and I wouldn't have to worry about money forever. Something that came to mind when I was in prayer and kind of praying through these um, stresses is the story of the Israelites in the desert and how God provided manna for them and it was wasn't this lump sum of food that he provided, but it was a day-by-day -day thing. Um, and anything that they tried to grab more of would not last the next day. And it really just helped me understand, helped me build trust in the Lord, that he is our daily bread, that he's going to provide and uh, sustain our needs. And um, yeah, all we have to do is trust him, trust that he is going to do what only he can do with our finances and that he can do so much more with the little that we have. Come on, isn't that incredible? Thanks, Laura. She's serving this morning back here. And uh, man, uh, what, a, what a testimony. And uh, church, there's not one of us that is exempt from this call that Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he, he will give you power to be my witness, to tell people about him everywhere you go. In Jerusalem, that's our hometown. That's our neighbors. That's our coworkers. That's our family. Throughout Judea, that's our state, the state of Michigan. We are called to reach this state. And throughout Samaria, that's international type work. You know, further the umbrella goes into the ends of the earth until Jesus returns. And we know he will because he promised he would. First service, I said something and my wife said, and my wife is over here, Jessica, uh, she, if you didn't know, but uh, she says, that was brilliant. Well, I don't know if you said that. She's, but uh, I said, I said, at the Gateway Church, or I said, what did I say? You wrote it down. It was so good. I think I said that missions means the world to us here at the Gateway Church. She's like, that could be another, a good tagline. Missions means the world to us. And it does. It really does. We, we put our mouth, our money where their mouth is. I'm not sure. Anyway. But, uh, but the way we want to end service today is with a call to action. See, as we've been speaking and you've been hearing these testimonies, some of you are like, man, um, I need to get involved and go serve. I need to do something locally. Or the next time we go to Lansing or we go to Detroit or a different city within the state, I need to participate. You need to say yes. Or you might have thought, man, the Dominican Republic, and by the way, we are going to participate in 2024, and we'll roll out the details of that in September and in October, and so be looking for that. But you're saying, man, the next time we do a trip, I, I want to say yes. And it really starts with our heart. Remember I said we're not receiving an offering today, but we're asking God to stir our hearts. And when God stirs our heart, our answer is, should be yes. And that's how we're going to answer or finish the service today. I want you to stand right where you are. And I want you to just put your hand on your heart.
And I want you, as you do, I want you just in the quiet, in your own words, even before we sing, I want you just to tell the Lord that you will say yes when he calls, when he calls you to go, when he calls you to give. And it starts here. God is stirring here. And Lord, when you do, when you stir us, send us, send me, send us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Father, we thank you so much, God. Father, you're so good. Lord, right now, we just ask that as we leave this morning, God, that you can fill our hearts. Fill our hearts with just the love that we need to give. Fill our hearts with the desire to go, to be sent, or to send. God, fill our hearts with the love and the compassion for others. God, show us who we need to see. Give us the boldness to speak out. Whether it's somebody in our jobs, or in our home, or in our church, God. Lord, help us to love what you love, God. And so, Father, we thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this place, God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. So, Father, I just ask that, God, that you go before us, behind us, and all around us, Father. We love you so much. In your holy and precious name, amen. Amen, guys. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.